We begin today the Gemara on Daf Kuvav Amid Beis, about uh, 15 lines up from the bottom of the Amid, where it says, Va'amar Baraba. Here the Gemara is bringing different halachas regarding a person that has a pekodain in his possession, and then he denies it, or he swears falsely even about it, what uh, the halachas are. Va'amar Abchiyya Baraba, Amar Abyechanen, Hatoyin, Tainas Ganev, Ba'aveda. A person that has a lost object in his possession, that he has to return to its owner, and the owner comes to him and asks him where it is, and he says, it got stolen from me. And then it turns out that he has it himself. He stole it. Mishalim tashlumi keifel. The halacha of paying keifel applies in this case as well. My time, what's the source of this? Because in the Pasuk where it speaks about paying keifel, it says, al kol aveda, asher yoyma. So it's a, it mentions an aveda, when you deny this aveda, this lost object, so you pay keifel as well. So he asked him from what it says in the Braise. The Braise says like this, If a person, a ish, gives a pekodain for someone to hold on for him. So from the term ish, we learn out, If, it's a, if a child gives you to hold on a pekodain, the halachas that, that say here in the Pasuk do not apply. Only applies if it's a ish, if it's a godl. You would think, since the Pasuk says kiyitain, that it's only if he gave it when he's a cotton and v'tove keshu cotton. And then when he comes to demand to ask back for his pekotten, then he's still a cotton, then you'll be potter from all the halachas that the Pasuk here says. But nasne keshu cotton, if he gave you this pekotten when, he, when he's a cotton, v'tove keshu godl, and when he comes to ask it back from you, he's already a godl at this point, Minayin. How do I know that still the halachas that the Pasuk here says regarding swearing and all the different things still don't apply? Talmud Loimar, the Pasuk here says, Ad You bring to Bezdin, the words of both of them. Shneim is what the Mafkit says, that I gave it to you. And the Nifkat says, I don't have it. So in other words, in this word Shneim, the Pasuk includes the beginning of the story, that it was given to you. And the end of the story, what you claim now that you don't have it. You only chayiv if at the time when he gave it to you, and at the time when he's coming to collect it from you, he's a godl. But if he's a cotton, when he gave it to you, even though now he's a godl, the halachas of the Pasuk do not apply here. Now, the Gemara asks in this, If the halacha that Rabbi said, that when you find an Aveda, and then you deny it, so the halacha that the Pasuk here says, the kaful does apply, if so, to have an Amik Aveda. Even if this cotton is, is not someone that, is, that we could pay attention to at all. He's just a cotton. He's not included in the Pasuk because it says ish. But why should it be any worse or any less than an Aveda? By an Aveda, there is no one here. You just found it yourself. And nevertheless, now, when the owner of the Aveda comes and asks it for you and you deny it, you do have to pay careful. So even if when he gave it to you, it was a cotton, let's at least consider it just like you found something. And now, later he's a godl and he comes, he asks you for it. And if you deny it, you should be chayef to take careful. What's the difference? In the case of here is, this person, he ate it. He already consumed it when this uh, child that gave it to him was still a cotton. So therefore, he both got it when he was a cotton and he already consumed it when he was a cotton. So the whole demand regarding what he did over here is all when he's a cotton. Therefore, it doesn't apply. Says the Gemara, so what does that mean? But if when he came and, uh, and he asked it from you, so then he would be a godl, or if he ate it when he was a godl, my, what would be the halacha? 
Would the halacha then be that you would have to pay for this because of the svara that we just said before, that it should be no less than a, an aveda that you got? Ihochi, if so, what does it say in the b'raisa? Ad etone, why does it say in the b'raisa? Ad shetehei nisine utviye shofen keachot. That you're only going to be chayiv if when he gave it to you and when he came to collect it, it's the same. Meaning in both cases, he's already a godl. But according to the way you're explaining this b'raisa, listening, it should say, Ad shetehei achila utviye shofen keachot. That it doesn't matter if when he gave it to you, he was a cotton. Because in that case, it can be similar to an Aveda. You just got it on your own. You found it. But the main point is that when you consumed it, you ate it yourself, and then he comes to collect it from you, and you deny that, so then you should be chayit. Because as, as we just said, as long as when you consumed it, you ate it, you were already a godl, you should be chayit for this. So, but it's not, what, it's not what the Braise says. The Braise says, Nisina and Tviya, from when he gave it to you to the when, time when he comes to collect it. Amalei, so he answered and said, you're right, you have to change the words of the b'raise, t'ni, you have to learn the b'raise, achetehei, achile, otvie, shoven kechot. Even though he gave it to you, he gave you this pekodin as a cotton, but as long as if when you ate it yourself, and now he comes to ask you for it, you deny it, and then it turns out that you, Adam came and said that you ate it, and so you're going to be chayif to pay the kefal for this. Because at this, at this point, when you ate it, he was already a godl, and when he's coming to collect it, he's already a godl. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi disagrees with the whole premise of this discussion here. The Gemara was comparing when a person found an Aveda to a person that got this pekodain uh, from a cotton. The Gemara said it should be no less, it should be the same thing. But Ravashi says it's not the same thing. You can't compare them. Why? When you find a lost object, so true, you found it. The owner didn't give it to you. But nevertheless, it comes from someone that was a godl. You're getting something that belonged to a godl and that from the moment you get it into your hands, you have the responsibility to take care of it like something that you got from a godl. But the ha over here, when it comes to what this b'raise is talking about, when it says, ish, and the one that gave it to you is a cotton, from the first moment that it came into your possession, it came into your possession from who? From a cotton. And when you get something from a cotton, you don't have that responsibility to safeguard it and to it. all the other halachas of then if you deny it, to pay kefal as it applies by a godl. So if you got it from a cotton, even though later on when it comes to collect it from you, now he's a godl, it doesn't change. We go according to the status the way it was in the beginning when you got it. So, that, so there's no comparison of these two cases. Another halacha regarding this, this uh, concept of a person that has a pekotten and then denies that he has it. So he said another halacha like this. A person that comes and claims that this pekotten that he has got stolen from him. Right, so he's not going to be chayiv to um, make a shvua or he's not going to be chayiv to pay kefal. There has to be a portion of it that he denies and a portion of it that he admits to. So There has to be something that he's admitting to over here in order that he should be chayiv. Why is this my time? Eh? Because the Omakra, in this passage here where it speaks about this payment of the kefal and the shvua, it says, ki ki What is the meaning of these words? He, tell, he says back to the one that's claiming that you have my item, he says, them, no, I only have part of it. Part of it I still have. Part of it is gone. Part of it got stolen from me. So it's mashman the pasik that the whole halacha that applies over here is dafkif is maidim miktas, and this this it's yeah it's, it's in the pasha of tayin tayin is ganav. 
Says the Gemara, Opliga the Rabchia Bar Yosef. This halacha that Rabbi Yechonon here said argues on what Rabchia Bar Yosef said. Because the only Rabchia Bar Yosef, Rabchia Bar Yosef said about the fact that the pasuk uses this expression of Ashiyayma Olaf Ki Huzeh in this parsha that really Erov Parshias Kosov Kan. That the Torah is writing two different points and it's mixing it together in one pasuk, but it's really two different parshias. And the Chik Siv Ki Huzeh. When the Torah here uses the expression of kihuzeh al milvahu that's written here in connection to alone. It's not written over here in connection to a pakadin. Then other words, there are two different things that are happening in the same pasuk. The pasuk is talking about the halacha of a shamer, a shamer chinam with a pakadin, and if he denies it, he has to make a shvua, and if he's found that he he lied, he has to pay kefil. That's the parsha of pakadin, and then it throws in the words kihuzeh. Which is the parsha of Maidu B'miktsas. This concept that a Maidu B'miktsas is high to make a Shavuah. And only a Maidu B'miktsas. Not if you deny it all. Now that detail, that it's only a Maidu B'miktsas that's high of a Shavuah. And not if you're a Kaifer Akail, if you deny it all. That detail does not apply to Pekadon. That's only by a loan. By a Pekadon, it doesn't make a difference. Even if you deny it all, the same Shavuah applies. This is a separate thing of uh, that Rashi brings. Later on in the parsha, it talks about a Malve. And this parsha is Mishpatim. Later on in there, it says in Kesef Talva Asami. So this, these words, Ki Huzeh, the title put in here, but it really belongs to be with what it says later regarding the loan. That's what Rav Chiyah Yosef said. So he argues in Rav Yechen. And now the Gemara explains why, logically, should there be any reason to make a distinction between a Pekadain and a milva. Why would we say that the Torah threw in, in the same Pasik, a different point, which is related just to a loan, and it doesn't relate to a Pekadin? If there's a halacha of Maidu B'miktas, that only Maidu B'miktas you make a Shavuah, and not if you deny it all, why make this distinction? So the Gemara here brings like this, so why is a loan different than a Pekadin Kedarab? Because we have to see what Rabbi says regarding what's the whole rationale, behind the Shavuah of Maidu B'miktas. Oh, my Rabbi, Rabbi said, Why does Torah say, That a person that admits some of the claim against him, and he denies another part, that he has to swear for this. What's the question here? The question really that Rabbi is asking is, seemingly this person is showing that he's honest. He could have easily denied the entire thing. The fact that he's admitting part of it, so he's returning something that he could have easily denied. Doesn't that show that he's a trustworthy person? So why are we saying that Tafka Maida B'miktsas should make a Shavua? And the Kaifer HaKoyal, when he denies it all, he's Potter of a Shavua. How does that distinction make sense? Hmm. So Rabbi answers, the reason is because Chazake ain't the maze pon of We have an assumption, a very, Chazake, uh, that we know that a person does not have the Chutzpah to go and to, to deny a loan that he owes in the face of the person that lent him the money. So therefore, when a person is a kaifer akayl, that the very fact that he's ready to deny the entire thing is an indication that this is true. Because if it wouldn't be true, if this guy actually lent you money and he did you a favor, this is an important point over here to make this distinction. Hmm. He, both, first of all, he lent you the money, and if you're denying it in his face, he knows that you're lying. And it's hard for a person to deny something to someone that he knows that you're lying about this. And he did you a favor, and in return, you're coming and denying this to him. So therefore, if he if he denies it all, we have enough reason to believe that this is that this that this denial is actually true. But over here, though, when it comes to an individual that's us, now actually we can't trust him anymore, because <clears throat> the way we see this is that this individual really it's not true what he's saying. He would have loved to deny the whole thing, but the reason why he didn't, why didn't he deny the whole thing? 
It's because he doesn't have the audacity, he doesn't have the chutzpah to deny the entire thing. He really owes the money. Adarabah, the fact that he's not denying the whole thing shows that he's afraid to deny the whole thing because he really does owe it. Okay, but now the Gemara continues and explains, according to Rashi, Rashi doesn't say this here, but in other places Rashi says that what the Gemara here is continuing to explain is, if that's the case, that you're really suspecting him of lying, so then what's the point of having him swear to defend himself, to prove himself, if you're anyway suspecting him of lying? So if he's going to swear, he'll swear falsely as well. You're not going to gain anything by making him swear. So Rabbi goes on and says that, no, he's not mamish a liar, that he's not interested in paying. Ubekule by delay Really, he would be ready to admit it all and pay it back. The only reason why he's denying and he's lying about the bimiktsas and part of the loan, why he's lying about this is because he doesn't have all the money available to pay right now. So Savari thinks to himself, If I'll be admitted all, he's going to demand of me to pay it all right now and I don't have the money to pay. So let me avoid paying all of this right now until I'll have money and then I'll be able to pay. So, but the point is that it's not a person that's intentionally lying about this because he's just a Ghanav. If in such a case, then there's no point of having him swear. He's a Hoxa Kafrin, we're assuming that he's a person that's a liar. It's just a person that's avoiding to pay right now. So the Tayyid says, we're going to place upon him this oath that he has to take, to, to say that he, that, he, that he doesn't owe the whole thing, that for the part that he denied, and uh, in order to get this person to come forward now to pay the money right now, and not to push it off for a different time. Now this is all the explanation of Rabbah, what's the rationale behind Maidim Mikzas? So the Gemara concludes and says, This is all true when it comes to a loan. So Rashi says, the Pshad of here is, as I said before, because by a loan we make this distinction. By a loan we say, when a person is that itself is the biggest raya that he's saying the truth. Because since this person did you a favor, you would not deny the whole thing in his face to do back to such, such a thing to a person that did you a favor. So that itself is the biggest raya saying the truth. But when it comes to a pekadain, a person is, is ready to have the chutzpah to, to deny the whole thing. He didn't do me a favor. I did him a favor. This is the kind of thing that a person would uh, have a chutzpah to deny the whole thing. So the fact that the person is denying it is in no way a proof that he's saying the truth. And therefore he still has to make a shvua even as a kaifer akayl. So therefore we go back again, this is the point that Abkhir Bar Yasef was saying, Irif Parashir Shonukan, that the Torah is mixing in two different things. There's the halacha of the Pekodang, where you have to make a shvua, regardless if you made a Mikzas, and regarding a, 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 a milveh, you have to make the shvua only if you have made a Mikzas. Because if you are kaifer akayl, since the guy did you a favor, once you are kaifer akayl, we believe you. Okay, this is Rashi's pshat. There's a very long taste this here. I'll just tell you one, one point. There's another two pshatim taisas says in the Gemara. One of the pshatim taisas says in the Gemara is the distinction the Gemara is making here between a loan, a milva, and a pekadain is not exactly cut like the way Rashi says it, loan versus a pekadain. Even when it comes to a pekadain itself, there are two different ways that a person can deny this pekadain. You could either come to the person that gave him the pekadain and say that you never gave it to me or that I gave it back to you. That's a kind of denial that the person that you're denying it to knows that you're lying about this. He never got it back from you or he knows that he gave it to you. Then there's another kind of denial by a pekodin. When you say, sorry, a oinus happened, uh, a geneva happened, I don't, have to, I, I don't have it, it's not my fault, it's not, I'm only chayef or pshia. In such a case, when you deny and you say that, 
the person that you're saying this to has no clue whether you're saying the truth or not. He doesn't know what happened to it. So he, so therefore, Taisa says that what the Gemara is saying over here is, when you speak about a loan, or you speak about a certain taina that the person has, even by pekodain, which is similar to a loan, where the person that's claiming this object of you knows that you're lying, as, as long as he knows that you're lying, we apply the svara that the Gemara says, Eino Demei is Panav. You don't have the chutzpah to lie a person to deny something in such a way that he knows that you're lying. Mashen came by a pekadim. When you come in taina, like the, 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 the taina that the Gemara was talking about before, that it got stolen from me, that's the kind of taina that the person has no clue if you're lying or not. That's the kind of thing that a person, even if he denies the whole thing, he's, you're still going to be chayv to make a shvua because we have no sign to say that what you're saying over here is true. That's Taisus Pshat. In other words, Taisus doesn't hold of this vart that Rashi says that it depends on who's doing who a favor. Are you doing a favor to the person by taking his pekadon, or did he do you? Did, did he did, do you a favor? That's the difference here between Rashi and Taisus. learned and taught about the same thing, and he held like uh, Rabbi Yechelen. He said, "Arba Shaimrin." Before Shaimrin, that it says in the Torah, which the Gemara is going to enumerate in a moment. By all of them, when you have to make a shvua, there's only a shvua that applies there if there was a partial denial and a partial admission. There has to be with a maidim miktsas. And again, we learn it out from like, like the Gemara said before, because in the same parasha of the shvua of Shemrim, it uses the expression of Ashayimal of Kiyuzeh, which means that he was a maidim miktsas. Ve'elohein, what are the four Shemrim? Shemichinam, person that's keeping something for you for, for, for free, or Vashayal, someone that borrowed it. Noisisachar, person that's getting paid for this, or vasaychir, or renter. In all of these cases, which the Torah speaks about in this parasha, same halacha. It has to be a maid of a mixtas to be chayav shvur. So says, my time with the Rami Bachameh, what's the source of Rami Bachameh? Where do we see all the four shaymrim? Here in the parasha, where it says this expression of maid of a mixtas, shaym that's what the Torah is clearly talking about there, when it says the expression of, when it, ki huzeh, ki huzeh, it's the Torah there speaking about a shaym the Torah uses the expression of Nesina regarding the Shemichinam and the same expression of Nesina regarding the Shemichinam. So we learn them from each other. And Shoyal, then after that, the Torah continues and speaks about a person that borrows. So it uses a Vav. Vichi Yishal. Vav. So because it says that Vav, Maisif al-Inyarishayn, the parasha of the Shoyal is adding to what it said before, meaning that the Halacha of Maidim Mikzas applies to the Shoyal as well. Now, Seicher, a renter, so in the Pasuk it says they're a renter, but it doesn't say clearly what the halacha of the renter is. So there's always an argument about how a Seicher pays. What's the level of his responsibility? Either his level of responsibility is like a Shemer Sacha that's getting paid. So then, he has the same halacha as the Shemer Sacha, which we already mentioned. Or there's another opinion that says that the Seicher pays like a person that's a Shemer Chinom. So he has the same halacha as a Shemer Chinom. So the point is, he also there has to be a maidim miktzas in order to be chayiv v'shuva. Another halacha here, Vamer Abchir by Yosef Hatoyin Tainis Ganav v'Pekadim, a person that claims that the item that he's safeguarding for someone got stolen, ain't a chayiv at sheyishlach bayad. He's not going to be chayiv, careful for the shvua that he that he swore that it got stolen from him. Then it turns out that he has it. He's not chayiv, careful for this unless. He himself was shaleach yad, which literally means he stretched out his hand to it. In other words, that he used it for himself. This item that he has, he was supposed to just keep it 
safe somewhere, and he went and used it for himself. Only if he was Shalayach Yad, then if he claims that it got stolen and, if I, it's, and, and we find that it's not true, then he's going to be Chayiv the Shvu and he's going to be Chayiv uh, to pay Kefal. My time, uh, where do we see that it has to be also a Shlichus Yadir that you used it? Because when the Pasik in this parish it says, Vinikra Balabai Salolakim, he comes to the Bezdin, and then the Pasik contains and says, Im And if he did not stretch out his hand to use this item that his friend gave him, a Klaus, I see from the language of the Pasik here, the I Shalach Bayad Machayev. That if he used it for himself, then he's going to be chayiv. So this pasuk is coming to say that the whole halacha that it says here that you make a shvua on this and you have to pay kefal. That's only if he was shaleich bayad. So Rabbi Barabbas said, Rabbi Bar Yosef, Rabbi Yechenen disagreed with this. Rabbi Yechenen said, no. Even if he did not use it for himself. So let's say he has an animal that he's, he's, he's uh, keeping for someone. Even if this animal, he's not using it for himself at all. The animal is standing there by the trough, it's eating for its own, and you're not using it for yourself. Still, the halacha of when you swear falsely about the fact that it got stolen applies. It's not dependent on this that you went and used it for yourself. Regarding Rabbi Yechenin's opinion, maybe what Rabbi Yechenin meant to say is that this halacha that you chayiv when you make a shvua that it got stolen from you, maybe this is only if you did not first use it for yourself, only if it's standing there and eating for itself, and you're you're safeguarding it for the owner. Maybe according to Rabbi Yechenin, he totally argues with what Rabbi Chiyah Bar Yosef said before. In a case where you actually first use it for yourself, then kono, now you acquired it. What does it want to mean by this expression, acquired it? It doesn't mean literally acquired it. What it means is that because you used it for yourself, so now your status changes. Up until this point, you were a shamer and you were safeguarding it for someone. The moment you use it for yourself, you're not a shamer anymore. You're, you're, you're not doing your job properly, so now you turn into a gazlan. A gazlan, his status changes totally. A, a shaymer, if he's a shaymer, he's only chayv on a pshia. Now, if you're a gazlan, so you have a different status. You chayv already on einsen for what you did. So you're kainet, meaning in the level of responsibility that it's already yours to be chayv already as a gazlan. And therefore, v'shvuah lemahanya beklum. Afterwards, if you make a shvuah that I got stolen from me, that shvuah you won't be chayv for. You already stole it from before. You, you're, you're already a gazlan from before that you chayv for this. So maybe Rab Chiyah, uh, sorry, Rab Yechina, that is, argues on what Rab Chiyah Bar said before, that in a case that you already used it in advance for yourself, later on if you swear that it got stolen, you're not going to be high for that, sure. Or maybe, I feel Maybe Rabbi Yechenu was saying either or, whether you use this animal before for yourself, whether you didn't, either, in both cases you'll be high for the Shvua when you say that, when you're swearing that it got stolen from you. So, I didn't hear clearly from Yechenin about this, but I heard something similar. Avasi said in the name of Rabbi Yechenin, person that claims regarding a pecotin that he has, that he got lost. And then Evanishba, he swears about this, that he got lost. And then later, he comes back, or maybe in a different Bezdin, he comes and claims that he got stolen from him. And he swears also falsely that he got stolen from him. Ubao Adam and Adam come along to say that he's the one that stole it himself. 
Potter. So now he's going to be Potter for paying the Kefal for the second Shvur that he made that it got stolen. First Shvur that he made it, it got lost from him. For that, you don't pay Kefal. Usually, you pay Kefal when you swear that it got stolen. But over here, because he already swore from before that it got lost from him, so now for the second Shvur that he says that it got stolen from him, you don't pay Kefal. Now, what's the reason for this? My time, eh? Love, don't you think the reason is Mishum Dekona Once he already made the first Shvur that it got lost, and really he has it, so now he's already a Goslin there, and he's going to be Chayv at any Oynes. And therefore, later on, when it comes to swear that it got stolen from him, over here the halacha of Tayin Tainas Ganav doesn't apply already. Over here, you're already a Goslin from before. So this would say that the same thing applies to the child that we had before, that if you used it yourself, you were Shalech Yad, and you used it yourself before you came to Taina and swear falsely that it got stolen from you, you would be Pater of Kefal because you already are a Goslin from before. Amalei, so he answered him and said, no, you can't prove it from that. Over there, like, that's not the reason, like you just explained it. The reason over there would be different. What is the reason why if you first swear that it got lost, and then you come back and swear that it got stolen, why don't you pay Kefal the second time? You already swore to the owner that I'm potter to pay you because it got lost from me. So now the second Shvua is a mistake. If you came to a Bezdin, a different Bezdin, that didn't know that he made the first Shvua, the whole second Shvua is totally a mistake. The, the second Bezdin should have not had you swear the second time. So since the whole second Shvua is a mistake, so therefore you're not going to be high to pay Kefal for that Shvua. You already swore to the Bible, you already patted yourself with the first Shvua. The second Shvua is pointless and meaningless. That's the reason why you put over there, because you're making two Shvuas. But this is not any proof to the Shaila that we had before, where you didn't make two Shvuas where you first used it for yourself, and then you made a shvua that it got stolen. Maybe over there, Rabbi Yechina would hold that you would still have to pay kefal. The Gemara brings with uh, another case where we see Rabbi Yechina said this, It manami omen abovin, omen abilah, omen abiyechinen, hatayin tainas avedim bepikadon, the person that came and claimed regarding the pikadon that he has, that it got lost, and venishpa, and he swears that it got lost, and then v'chazah v'ton tainas geneva, then he comes back and claims that it got stolen, and venishpa, and he swears again. Ubo Edim, and now Edim came and said that he has it. Pate is going to be Pate of paying Kefal. Why? Because he already swore, and he already patted himself with the fact that, it, that, he, that he swore that it got lost. So now the second Shvur that he makes that it got stolen is totally meaningless. So therefore he's going to be Pate. Huh? Apparently the case over here is that he came to a different Bezdin that didn't know that he made the, made the first Shavuah and they made him make the first Shavuah. A second Shavuah that is, but it's, the whole Shavuah really is a mistake. There's no reason for the second Shavuah at all. He already patted himself from they before. Don't love the first one. They don't love huh? the first one. And the Hanavi, but the Pail, the Emes is though that it's a mistake. Omer Rav Sheshesh, said another Aloha Toyer. This is actually going back to the, to, the, to the same thing that we're discussing over here. A case of a person that's holding up a cotton and he first went and was Shaleh Yad, he used it for himself, and he's already a Gazlin, and then later he comes in Tainas that it got stolen from him. So regarding this case, Omer Rav Sheshesh, person that comes and claims regarding a Pekodin, a Pekodin that he has, that it got stolen from him. If he already had used it from before, Potter. Then, even though usually when you tie in Tainas Ganev, you pay Kefal, but in this case, you're not going to pay Kefal. My time, why? And he actually learns out from the very same Pasuk that the Gemara before, Abkhir by Yosef, learned out. He learns out from the very same Pasuk. He darshans it in the exact opposite. He says, look, this is what the Torah says. You come to Bezdin to swear about this that you claim that it got stolen from you. 
And then the Pasuk says, And when does this Shvu'e and the payment of the cave will apply over here? If you did not use it first yourself. So he learns, he understands this, that what it means is, that if you already had used it for yourself from before, Pater, then you would be Pater. The opposite of what Yosef Dashan before from the very same Pasuk that you see from here that you're swearing regarding the fact that it got stolen from you to be Chayef Kefal only applies if you yourself had used it for yourself. But he dashes the Im, the word Im differently. Only if you did not use it for yourself. Then if you claim that it got stolen from you, are you going to be Chayef to pay the Kefal? Amalei Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman asks him about this. But Vahaloi, didn't we learn as follows? That shalish shvuis must be an eyesight. A shaymer has to actually swear about three different things when he comes and denies and says that he doesn't want to pay back this uh, item that he had. He says it got stolen from me. So we, he actually has to swear about three things. What are they? Number one, shvuis shalay pashati ba. He has to make a shvuah that he wasn't negligent with it. Shvuah shalay shalachti ba yad. He has to make a shvuah that he did not touch it, he did not use it for himself. And then, shvuah shayna bereshusi. Then he also has to swear, I don't have it in my possession. I claim that it got stolen from me, and he has to swear that he doesn't have it in his possession. Same thing? Huh? No, no, it's not the same thing. Peshaiti would mean that he just left it out. He wasn't, he, he left it in a place where he was negligent about it. Shalach bayad is more. It means that he actually used it for himself. And then there's a shvuah shayna bereshusi that I don't have it anymore. So those are the three shvuas that every shamer has to make when he denies. Says the Gemara, my love, don't you think that the fact that it puts these here, these shvuas together, I compare them. Don't you think like this? The shvuah that he makes, that he did not touch it, he didn't use it for himself. It's similar to the shvuah that he swears that I don't have it in my possession. In what way are they similar? Just like the Shvu'eh that he swears that he doesn't have it in his possession. When it's revealed, if Adam come along and, and reveal that he does have it in his Rishos, he has to pay careful for this. Also this Shvu'eh that he says that I didn't use it myself. When it's revealed that he did use it for himself. And he's claiming he doesn't even have it. And now we see that he does have it. Chayef, he will be chayef to pay kefal. So we see over here that even though he used it first for himself and he already became a gazlam from before, nevertheless, there's still a chayef of kefal afterwards when he claims that it got stolen from him. That's what we could compare over here. Amalei, so he answered and said, no, that's not, there's no reason to compare it this way. Loi, rather we say like this, when this shayim swears that he didn't use this, that shvua could be compared to the shvua that he swears that he wasn't negligent about it. Just like when a person swears that he wasn't negligent in his, in his uh, safeguarding this object, if we reveal that he was lying about this and he was negligent about it, there's no Allah of Kefal. The whole Allah of Kefal only applies when the person claims that it got stolen from him. And it turns out that he stole it. But if he claims that, it, that he wasn't <laughs> negligent and it turns out that he was negligent, there's no Khiv of Kefal for this. So too, if a person swears that I did not use it myself, when we reveal the fact that he did use it for himself, he's going to be potter from Kefal. The only case, according to this opinion, according to Rabsheshesh, that will be Chayef Kefal is if the person did not use it at all on his own, he's just claiming that it got stolen from him. That's, that's when you're Chayef Kefal.